you've got your Bibles, let's, let's open up the Bible. Can I just start? Are y'all okay with me starting right now, or do y'all have to sing a song? We can sing a song like, oh, how I love Jesus. Where are you going? She's just like her mama. No, she's like her mama. I get to sing, and they leave. If I ever want peace and quiet in my home, I just start singing. And I look around. The dogs aren't even lying at my feet. They gone, too. But uh, I make a joyful noise to him, not to you. <laughs> Go to Luke chapter 23. I'm going to start at verse 39 and we'll work through 43. We're still in the series where grace once stood. I've got a few key points. I don't have a lot of notes, but I do want to uh, express some on the text. Luke chapter 23, starting at verse 39, going through verse 43. It says, Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us but the other answering rebuked him saying now this is the other thief hanging on the other cross he rebuked his partner in crime saying do not do you not even fear god seeing you are under the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me. In paradise. There's a picture that I want to share with you this morning about this hill where we often see three crosses, this hill of Golgotha. And too many times I think we we look at the hill, and rightfully so, I don't want to take this from it. And rightfully so, we look to this hill to see the cross in which Jesus was crucified. Not often times do we give much attention to the side crosses. When you look at these crosses, even passing down the road or looking at them in the picture, you always see the center cross. It's more forefront and the other side crosses are more in the back side of the photo or the picture. Or even as they have them on people's land, um, out in the front of churches. The center cross is the more prominent cross. And I don't want to take from that, but that's not the only discussion that we're going to talk about this morning. I want to give you a picture that was painted vividly for me, that there are two other crosses in this same picture at this same time, but the, the, the unfortunate side about these, these three crosses is that 
two of these crosses are filled by men, just like you and I. By thieves. By sinners. And we can fulfill that cross. But there was one cross that could only be filled by Jesus himself. We, we watch ourselves as, as one, the, the thief on the right-hand side, as it were, that he would, he would just deny Christ as far as, as, as far as who Christ was, what Christ stood for. He would, he would go on as much to actually uh, challenge the authority in which Christ carried to the cross. He would say, Jesus, if this, if this is you, save yourself. And if you can save yourself, do me a favor. Let me ride with you. As to challenge. And this morning, I, I, wanna, I, want, to, I want you to consider this. How often do you challenge Christ? I wonder if we ever have challenged Christ. I'm not saying that we're just bold and arrogant and stupid. I'm just saying that out of our ignorance, we challenge Christ. Well, let me get in the living room. If you'll take this from me, I'll be a witness. Okay, so you're not that bold yet. You haven't you're not willing to fully submit. You're just wanting to partially do that. So you're just saying, God, if you'll heal me, that will help me believe more. So that's probably most of our shoes. Because many of us aren't fully committed in saying, God, if you'll take this from me, I'll serve you fully. Because we, we even now, we want to serve God at our convenience. What does it profit me if I serve God? That's why churches are full of the promises of the pastors. If you'll follow Christ, this goes away. If you'll just give your heart to Christ, all is well. Life is good. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Can I tell you, there are Christian people out there that suffer from addictions, from depressions, alcoholism, Drug addictions, pornography, lust. I mean, there, there are Christians that suffer in these areas. And just because you don't see them, you assume that they're dressed in white garb. But there are many that will even come here and sit, sit in, one, in one view, in, in one cloak, and go home and they dress in another. Because now they're out of the view of. But they had to check the box for the week. And that would be that guy on the right-hand side that would just say, Hey, if it's you, have the angels come and save you. And if they do, would you take me with you? And then there's that man that was hanging on the other cross. Left side, right side, whatever side. And say, Lord, 
when you go to your kingdom, remember me. Boy, what, what was the difference? What was the difference of the two men hanging for their sins, both convicted, both facing what you and I should face even today, but yet one could see one thing and one would see another. Have you ever thought about that? I wonder if that doesn't represent today's Christian. One day we see Jesus as this. Another day we see Jesus as that. One day we allow Jesus in for this. The next day we don't allow him in for that. I wonder if that has anything to do as far as our representation. How, do you, how does Jesus represent in your life? Do you find yourself this side one day, that side another? This side one day, that side another? Well, okay. Some of it don't even take you a day. This minute, this way. This minute, that way. But I want you to look at, the, look at that picture today and see which cross are you hanging in. Because see, they're both hanging in a, in a cross of sin. They're both hanging together in their sin. So they're, that doesn't that give both of them the same, the same playing ground. They, they, had the, they all came to the foot of the cross. They're both hanging in their own sins. They're both about to face death. And even at the death, one can say arrogantly and the other be so humble. The understanding is that these two crosses that we talk about, we feel one or the other. Still today, we feel one or the other. On the third cross, it's only filled by Jesus. The third cross, that's what offers up grace and salvation. No matter which cross that you hang from, Jesus did not die for the man on the right. Just the man on the right. But he also died for the man on the left. Just like you and I. He died, he died for both. He didn't just die for the preacher. He died for the sinner. He didn't die for the saint. He died for the homosexual. He didn't just die for a deacon. He died for the... You fill in the blank. There's so many other variances. But you fill in the blank. But Jesus stood in the middle. That's what I like about it. Because he stood in the middle. Between heaven and hell, Jesus stood. And he stood his ground. Even though he could have called off the whole thing. If it were I, I would have. How many people walk away from us even though we do right? Or at least try. None of us are perfect, but we at least try sometimes. 
Would you have given your life? Would you have been willing to stand in the middle that day? Knowing what he knew, seeing what he saw, would you have done that? It was all for grace. And grace was for you and for me. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.8 that we are saved by grace through faith and not of our own works. Why? Because then you could boast on your salvation. God had to eliminate that. He took that away. See, God, God did not save you. God did not forgive you. And God did not give you grace based on your merit of your achievements or your works. But he done it totally and solely upon the works of Christ. 100%. But yet we still have this thing about us. See, I struggle with some scripture. I struggle with some scripture. I don't know... I'll be vulnerable, I reckon. I'll put myself out there. But I struggle with, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Then why? I'm talking to the wrong crowd. I need somebody in here that still struggles with, okay, all right. I mean, I struggle with these scriptures. Jesus died that I would be no longer a slave to sin. But yet I still have this thing that I have to fight through. Y'all don't. Well, see, Paul could have never sat and talked to y'all. Y'all too good for Paul. Paul walked around with a thorn. Or should I say sat with a thorn because he was in prison 90% of his life. But I struggled with Samaria. If I'm free, then why do I have to? See, y'all, y'all, boy, y'all just sitting there going, I wonder what pastor's struggling with. (laughs) Worry about yourself. (laughs) See, you. That's just what we do, Christian people. We try to figure out the areas where you're worse than I am so that I can make myself feel better in your presence. See, I might just be struggling with my mouth, and I think it's horrible. And then I see someone else struggling in adultery, and I go, Oh, they're worse off than I am. Thank goodness I ain't that person. No? Y'all don't do that? Y'all don't judge other people's sins? Y'all don't do that? I must be speaking to the wrong people. Y'all never looked at somebody and go, glad I ain't got to deal with that. Yes, you do. Can I tell you that the very thing you struggle with is just as bad in the eyes of God? See, there there was something different about that day when Jesus stood in the middle. Jesus made a mark. He 
He set the bar. He said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I come to fulfill the law. That meant that there was nothing that he couldn't do. He didn't abolish the law. He didn't abolish the prophets. He fulfilled. There's your bar. Now, this is what I want you to do when you go home today. I want you to look at Jesus and go, boy, I'm glad. Whew, wait a minute, I can't find nothing. Glad I'm not as bad as he See how that can put you in a place to where you should recognize so humbly that if it weren't for the grace of God that you and I would not be breathing at this moment. God was done. I'm wiping them out. I'm finished. Y'all remember that? Come on. Abraham had to go back. Well, what if I can find... <laughs> can I find ten? Let me find five. I mean, he took... If I just get one... Would you just hold up a minute if I just find one? It's amazing how we'll look at what's around us to be, to be the barometer of how we should be. Better go to church Sunday because everybody goes to church Sunday. That's right. I'm coming after Christians too. Better do my devotion Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday because that's what pastor wants. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. He gives you a Wednesday break because you come to church. And Friday, he just already knows you go live in sin Friday and Saturday. He leaves you alone and then he goes back after you again on Sunday. Y'all don't think that I really sit and think about stuff like that, do you? I do. See, Sunday, I'm, uh, Sunday I am your devotion. Maybe that's why y'all don't like doing devotions during the week. Yeah, boy, if it's hard like this every day, I don't Let me get back on track. I'm going to leave you alone. Don't want to just go crazy. I've seen a place there where he said when he, he unjustly, for we, we've received the due reward in our deeds, but this man, I believe that he looked at Jesus. How else would he have known that this man didn't deserve what he was getting? He was in prison. What, what crowd of people was he hanging out with that told him that he never sinned or he didn't do wrong? He was in jail. <laughs> he wasn't hanging out in the synagogues hearing Jesus preach and teach. 
I believe that he looked, and when he looked, there was a revelation that struck him and said that this man was perfect. This is the one that you have to look upon. See, many of us, we, this is what we look upon. I, I wrote these down, so I just want to, can I read it? I wrote these down. Some of us look unto our spouses to find happiness. Others would look unto their jobs and find fulfillment. There's some of us that would look unto our education and find self-worth. While others would look at their finances to validate their achievements. But there's only one place that you can look unto when it comes to your salvation. And that, my friend, is Jesus alone. We can't justify. See, that's what happened with the that's what happened with the other thief. The other thief was just given a justification. Of what he has done. And, and if, if there was such a thing, then I'll, I'll take it. But you, if you can get off of it, then maybe you can get me off too. And it's not really my fault. You know, they laid it down and I picked it up. It wasn't my fault that I screamed back at my spouse and cussed out the preacher. And You didn't see what they... Y'all never prayed that stuff? Man, I'm talking to the wrong crowd this morning. I really thought I had a crowd. I thought I had the right people that would justify their wrongdoings. We've all done it. We've all went. We've all went and thrown the fleece. You ain't throwing no fleece. You might have cut a corner and tossed it out, but you held on to the blanket. Because you don't want God to see into you as deep as God wants you to desire for him to see. You don't want to be like David. God, search in me. Search me. Create in me a clean heart. Do whatever you want to do, but don't take your spirit from me. We don't, we don't do that anymore. We don't pray that anymore. We don't submit ourselves to God for that anymore. We do it as a convenience on what we want done and not done in our life. You can be Lord over this part, but don't Lord that part. Why in the world did that song hit my head? That's not even a holy song, and it just went. You ever heard the phrase, if it feels good, do it? Whoever said that had a foreshadow of the end times. Because it's going to get just like those days. To where people done as they saw in their own hearts. Lovers of themselves. Running away and denying solid truth teaching. To tickle their itchy ears.
One thief didn't recognize it, but the other one did. One thief justified. The other thief didn't. I wonder if we go like that before him. How do, how do we approach God in our prayers when we've sinned? See, now listen, I don't, I don't want you crawling and groveling at the master's feet when you've sinned. There's no need for that. You can't. Jesus did not say, when you sin, you come and grovel at my feet. It's not what he said. He don't even talk about that when you sin. He just says, repent. He's just saying, don't go and sin no more. That, that's it. He, there is a forgiveness that comes even before you walk into his presence. That forgiveness was done that day on the cross. I love the part about the theology of the thief. Because many of us have wrapped our heads around the structures of church. And the traditions of man. and The history of family and the heritage of our ancestors. And we've, we've wrapped our minds around that theology. And that has become... Theology has become our God. If you don't do it this way, it's not right. I told you it was going to be tight. I told you it was going to be tight. See, any any time that the cross confronts. We become extremely quiet. Some of us become nervous and have anxiety welling up because, oh man, he's talking and man, that's hitting home. I wonder if the Holy Spirit's going to smack me in the back of the head. No, but he might peck on your shoulder. He might come and whisper in your ear this morning. That thief that day decided... Not even knowing him. Man, he didn't even get to go to the he didn't get to go to the fifth Sunday. The Baptist people know what I'm talking about. There's always the fifth Sunday. You know about the, the fifth Sunday, what they do is it used to be, now I don't know if it's still happening, but the fifth Sunday used to be they get all the all the Baptist churches to get together. And they just have a a good day. Ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe we ought to try that, but instead of on the fifth Sunday, maybe the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth Sunday, maybe we ought to try that, that we all fall into one church. No pun intended. I don't want that headache. Boy, you, you can, can you imagine that daycare? I would lose my sanity, what little bit I got. It'd be gone. 
Well, I can't believe they come to church in shorts. How dare they get up and walk out in the middle of a sermon? You've got your hair down this morning. I mean, there's church that still preach you got to have a tie on. If there's no tie, but it's unholy. Listen, you can't, how are you going to express that to the thief? How can you tell the thief now he can't be in paradise? When he looked and said, Lord. And that's all, that just kills me right there. All he said was, Lord, remember me when you walk into your kingdom. And Jesus said, assuredly. That means like for real. Definitely. For real, today. Yeah, no problem. It's going to happen. Rest assured. As soon as you close your eyes, buddy, you're there. Boy, that messes up all your theology because you thought. I don't want to pick on theology, but I'm coming. How dare you preach and teach that someone doesn't have the spirit within them if they're not speaking in tongues? How dare you say that speaking in tongues is of the devil? How dare you say that healing is not for today's time? It was just for them. How dare you say that someone has to repeat a prayer after me? How dare you say that I've got to walk you through a Roman's road in order to introduce you to Jesus? How dare you say that you have to do this and you have to do that and you can't do this and you can't? Who are you? Your job as a believer and as a Christian is just to present the gospel. Well, how do I do that, Pastor? I don't have a, I don't have a degree. Neither do I. I just tell you about the good news. I tell you how wretched and how tore up I was from the floor up. I was messed up in every way possible that you could think about. And there was still a man that decided some 2,000 plus years ago that knew that there was going to be a day that I too, as a sinner, would have to look upon him in order to receive salvation. And he decided, you know what, Rocky? No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody does, I'm going to die and I'm dying for you because I... I'm the only one that can cover your sin. And then I didn't have to worry about it. So I don't have to live my life based on. And neither do you. Well, it's, it's funny to me how, how sometimes convictions can come about and cause chaos. If you've never been there, just keep living. You'll get there. Because convictions will turn your whole world upside down. And you have to make a choice. Am I going to live out this conviction or not? Have you ever had to live out somebody else's?
convictions. Boy, you want to talk about a heavy load to bear. Live out somebody else's convictions over your life. See, there was a day I found peace. Out of Galatians, I found peace standing right there. Matter of fact, in this very building right there. Is it for them or is it for me that you do what you do? Well, I walk in. Y'all ever seen them little horse carriages? And then they, they take them through town and they got the, like the bed of a truck on the back of them. I just, right? You hear the horses going down the cobblestone streets and um, Robin Hood. Y'all ever seen that movie, Robin Hood? That, that's what, I keep going back to that. And they're, they're riding in, everybody's covered up in it. I got a dump truck with mine. And I hit a button and it went, man, I was free from that day forward. I left everybody else's garbage and thoughts and processes about me behind. So now I sleep. Now I sleep. You should not be able to sleep. Used to stress, used to worry. I was very conscious about how you felt toward me and what you thought about the sermon and what you think about my walk and how I dress. And I wore tennis shoes and ankle socks. Because it don't matter. And see, my white legs came with me. <laughs> Hurt my feelings. Why has it got? Never mind. I, I'm live, boy, and you trying to dig on me. See, you ain't the one that gets the, the emails and the crown letters. I get them. All it took from that one guy was to see that the one who hung on that middle cross had done no wrong, but yet still chose to die for sin that he did not commit. Have you taken that look? Because it should have been you and me. We, do you really understand that you do not deserve? You deserve nothing good. And the only reason that you experience what you do have that you consider good. No, let me back that up. The only reason that you have what is good in your life, not what you consider, but what is good. Because if I'd have said what you consider and I would have said that that came from God, that could have been wrong theology. So I had to back up. See, Holy Spirit, take care of me. Don't you worry about me. I'll be fine. The only reason you have anything good in your life came from him. Now, the other things that you have that you consider good, well, you just need to weigh that option out. Is it worth eternal life in hell? If not, then maybe it's not so good. Maybe. Hmm. 
We're finding a man that's hanging in this cross, on this cross. He's hanging in his own sin. See, that's, that was the difference of the three crosses. Two, three crosses. One was dying in his sin. One was dying to his sin. And one was dying for sin. You with me? One died to his sin. Because he looked at the man that had no sin. And he, he said this in a very political way. He said, can you take my sin with you? Hanging. See, get the picture. You're hanging, even today, in your sin. Are you looking on him? Because you do know that's the only way to life. Or are you justifying your sin? Man, we don't even get we don't even get to take a defense lawyer with us. When we go, the defense lawyer, he's a court appointed lawyer. He's a court-appointed lawyer in his Versace and alligators. Huh? Girl, the ostrich briefcase. I see it. See, y'all will see. I see it. I got a bad lawyer. He never lost a case. He gets to stand before the judge and says, uh, <clears throat> Hey, judge, I got their file. Yep. I died for him. Dismiss. Aren't you glad that you'll judge? We'll listen to the court-appointed lawyer. He'd been there. Man, I just, I sit and picture Jesus. See, I know what they're going to go through. I've been there. I don't want them to experience what I had to experience I need to make a way out. So it was your honor. It was law. <laughs> Believe it or not, they sinned. <laughs> um, revision. <laughs> I don't want them to die for it. Revision two. Point A. In the fine letters. And he presents it. And we're off the hook. Not because of anything we've done. Not because you decide to go to church today. Not because you decided to give an offering or tithe or give some food for the hungry. Okay. All right. I'll hear you. Everything that we do is the fruits that come from the tree. Everything that we do, it's the fruits of it. See, you don't, if you've got Jesus in your heart, you don't have to find a way to share him. 
It's just natural. If you've given your heart over to Christ, you don't have to find a way to forgive somebody. It, uh-oh. Now, wait a minute, preacher. I already know it's coming. It can't be that easy. Absolutely it is. It's just that easy. Well, it can't. Yes, it, why, why can't it be? The same, spirit, the same spirit that saved you and sealed you is the same spirit that dwells in you, which is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Now, I've got to ask a question. If that spirit can raise a man from the dead, how come he can't help you forgive? Because you're not consoling. You didn't go to that council session. You skipped out on that one. I'm tired today. And the pastor broke down everything that you needed for forgiveness up in the word. Several people got set free from unforgiveness. And man, they're living a prosperous life. And Look, I'm sorry. It's just Bible. Bible says if you can't forgive. Take it, take it, take it. Tablespoon of castor oil, just take it. If you can't forgive, then my Father in heaven. That should have been the sermon. We have a hard time with this. Why? You you were forget that's called self-righteousness. It's called a haughty spirit. It's called pride. But you don't know what they've done. Do you know what you've done to Jesus? And yet grace stood between heaven and hell and took your place. But yet you can't forgive because being, being, being. I'm telling I'm gonna get a box of pacifiers. I'm telling you, it's coming. Come on, I'm talking to you right now. You've done it. I've done it. We've all done it. And we're hanging on the cross. Don't be looking over there for your happiness. Don't be looking over here for your fulfillment. Don't you be looking over here for your, your self-worth. Don't be looking over here for your achievements. Ain't that how you do it? When you're, come on. I'm going to make us all put the chairs around in a circle. We're just going to sit at the kitchen table. We're just going to talk because y'all don't like being preached. We've all gone there. Every one of us have gone there. Some of us are still in it. And Jesus is trying to let you understand this morning that you don't have to be there. You're going to have to scratch your theology. I'm 
I don't care what the Baptists told you. I don't care what the Catholics said. I don't care what the Presbyterian and the Methodists and Pentecostal holiness and the International Pentecostal holiness and the, and the First Assemblies of God Church and the Protestant and the blah, 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 the Lutheran and the Wesleyan and the blah, 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 blah. I, I don't care. It better line up with the theology of the thief. And it better be as simple as this. Lord, remember me. But wait a minute, ain't I got to say, I don't know. That's why I don't lead you into salvation. I don't do a salvation prayer with you. Your salvation isn't dependent, thank God, upon my prayer for you. Because see, there might be something, uh uh-oh, transparency. There might be something I got against you. And you go come up here and you go give your heart to the Lord. Again for the third Sunday. Because everybody else is looking at you too. When's this one going to stick? It's never going to stick as long as I'm the one praying your prayer. Come on, let's give credit to the Holy Spirit. He convicted you of your wrongdoing. He convicted you of your ill actions. He, he convicted you. Let him and you work it out. Y'all don't like that stuff. Y'all, y'all want the, the lights dim and the music playing. I say, okay, let's, if, you've, if you're a sinner, come to the front. And we're going to give our hearts to Christ. Listen, I'm not, I'm not downplaying. I'm just telling you that sometimes, man, this is just flat wrong theology. When a man hanging in his sin and ain't never breached the church, never even, he didn't even hear the gospel. He didn't. He saw it. Oh, boy, that's a big difference. You want to be changed. You, You want to be changed. See the gospel. The gospel will change you. It won't change if you don't want to. So if you want to be the heathen, just be the heathen. It's, it's, not, it's okay. Just be the heathen. But if you want to be changed, see the gospel. See it for what it is. It was a man that took on your sin that had no sin. And he decided to bear your punishment for you. Regardless if you were going to accept it or deny it. Jesus didn't, he, I couldn't find it. He didn't say, hey daddy. He's not going to accept it, so I, I need to get down from it. I need to spend some more time over there. He didn't say, well, they're not all going to accept me as Lord, so I'm just going to get down. There's, no, there's really no reason. It's not in there. Matter of fact, he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. And then he said, it. See, 
I believe that you and I was hanging on one of those two crosses then. Well, Pastor, you're really stretching. It's a representation. It's like a tithe. It's a representation. It's like the church. It represents Christ. It's a rep- I believe you and I hung on that cross that day, and he's seen us. He's seen, I believe he's seen each and every one of us in two men on two crosses. There's going to be the ones that take me, and there's going to be ones that reject me. Choose you this day. See, the gospel is a little different. Man, when you can sit and look at everything about it, it's a little different. We understand Jesus died on a cross. We just didn't understand that we were hanging on it. Some of us still there. (laughs) But grace. Now, you may not have tomorrow to make it right. But there's times grace affords you tomorrow. I'm telling you, we'll never get grace. We'll never understand it fully. Fully. 